Hello! Welcome to History Chit Chat. I'm your host, Maddie Suazo, back again to teach everyone our world's lengthy history to our beloved listeners. Today, we will be joined by three other history buffs, starting with Brian Marco, Hidosha Kilau, and finally, Maria Basig. Welcome to our podcast! It's great to be here. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for inviting us, Mobby. Thank you for having us here for today. I hope we'll have a great time. Our topic for today is to discuss, in a nutshell, the Industrial Revolution, the era which was similar to the Agricultural Revolution due to its great effect throughout the world and especially to us the humans. The Industrial Revolution began to take place around 1750 when several manufacturing processes were invented, to which the society's way of producing a product has been transformed into a better, easier, and effective way of fabricating things. Hence, coal is one source of energy to power machinery. At the same time, it improved the living conditions of the many. On the contrary, there are three industrial revolutions that transformed from tradition to modern society. Of course, it's a lengthy period, but we should at least know a bit of the background regarding the events of the the Industrial Revolution. Mr. Marco, can you briefly explain what went on and how it happened? Thank you, Ms. Fazo. The Industrial Revolution, as mentioned, changed a lot of things around the world. How society should work, advance in science technology, and many others. The first Industrial Revolution began during the mid to late 18th century in Britain. Well, that's what Eric Hobsbawm said. But the effect wasn't widespread not until the 19th century. Why so? How come it only began in the United Kingdom, not some other country in Europe? Well, you see, during the 1750s, Britain was undergoing a total economic boom. New institutions were made to manage economic and financial needs of the country. Industries like the textile industry were really booming. There was a surplus of all goods and services. Population growth was rapidly increasing. There were a lot of available skilled workers that contributed to the revolution. There were many preconditions that led to the UK being the center of this revolution. So it's like Britain was able to wield the gifts of this revolution for decades. That is until other nations began to finally catch up with them. The US is one of the first countries to follow in the steps of Great Britain, right? Yes, it was around the... 1790s, but they were not able to progress much, not until the mid-19th century. Though, what started theirs was similar to Britain. Due to the continuous growing agricultural production, textile, mills, and other manufacturing were popping everywhere by the 1800s. In the U.S., corporations became the main business models and capital is becoming more and more of an important thing. If we're talking about how industrialization came to the rest of Europe, it began around 1807, when a lot of businessmen from Britain migrated to other parts of Europe, especially in Belgium. This is because there were a lot of economic opportunities abroad, since there was uh, virtually no business competition in other parts of Europe. This tent caused an event around the mid to late 18th century. The second industrial revolution began which now spread across different parts of the world now. France began industrializing in the 1840s, while Germany was only able to do so after uniting as one in 1870, so on and so forth. Though, 
industrialization was not that pronounced in most countries at the time due to less economic opportunities or failure to reform and many other reasons, examples of which are the Ottoman Empire and the Russian Empire. Throughout this whole process, there were certainly devices or inventions that probably helped us out in the long run. It made our lives easier and it assisted us greatly. Much of what we have today will be possible without the contributions of many others from the past. There have been numerous discoveries during the aforementioned period, which was discovered by great people who led the way to the rise of technological changes, which shaped the world that we live in today. Several inventions have been introduced and are still very useful in today's time. Vast majority of the tools we see and use today were from the conceptions of great people and inventions of the Industrial Revolution. What were the major inventions or discoveries during the Industrial Revolution? Who made them? There were many inventions and discoveries during the era, but I can name some of them. The most important of them all was the steam engine by James Watt, which he invented in 1764. This single invention fueled the wheels of change that led to the revolution. It powered towns with coal plants and provided transportations, and many others. There was also the cotton gin by Eli Whitney in 1793, which is also a big part of our history. It encouraged American businesses in the southern states to bring more Afro-American slave labor due to the increased profits made. It was a good invention to help in agriculture and the economy, but it was sadly used for other purposes. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but through it all, the Industrial Revolution showed the great talents of human ingenuity, Fields Transatlantic Cable, Morris Telegraph, Edison's light bulb, steamboats by Fulton, telephones by Bell, electric motors by Tesla, and more. I do agree that this period gave humanity a huge push for us to develop and progress. Nevertheless, I would like to add from Brian's statement that this revolution also gave a lot of despair and suffering for most people during the era. That is true considering that this thing called industrialization was so new at the time. No one considered the adverse effects it brought to the world as well. One of these was the migration of rural residents to cities or larger towns to work in factories. This led to overpopulation, poor conditions, and many other things. Businessmen barely gave these people pay or compensation. Work accidents were frequent due to the lack of consideration and designing machines safe enough to operate. Work shifts are longer than what we have today. Some work almost 14 to 16 hours, six times a week. Child labor was also common at the time. Average age was only four years old. There was also the early onset of air pollution that led to lots and lots of people to acquire diseases, especially in the respiratory system. Such conditions were unfortunately caused by the exploitation of the upper classes. Hold that thought there because it's very important for our next part. We'll be back with these few messages. The History Chit Chat Podcast would like to acknowledge and thank Ms. Catherine Samaniego for sponsoring today's podcast. With your support, the show reached more audience around the world. Your contribution will open numerous opportunities for us and will enable the audience to listen in our show every episode freely. 
As we continue to grow, please know that partnerships with our sponsors are vital to the success of this podcast. You are truly appreciated. To our future partners, just leave us a message for more information. Thank you! Like what you hear so far. Don't miss a show with us and stay tuned. This podcast is made for listeners like you. Now we're back to the show. The last topic we had was the grim side and consequences of the Industrial Revolution. Now let's move on to the rise and fall of ideologies, socialism and liberalism. Although there were a lot of ideologies, philosophies, and systems that came during this era. The aforementioned ideologies were more prominent during the period. According to some informational sources, socialism is a political and economic theory of social organization, which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned and regulated by the community as a whole. That means in socialism, sharing is caring. So guys, can you tell us more about the means of sharing caring in socialism? Well, socialism is all about sharing and caring, but let us focus more on the deeper understanding of socialism. Another ideology after liberalism that we just talked about a while ago. Liberalism is having your right as an individual. In socialism, you have the right to have the equal distribution of goods and services. Just like in a democratic country, everyone has the right and also everyone should have the equal opportunity to have the right amount of goods and services that they need. Yes, because socialism is based on a collective or governmental ownership and the democratic management of the essential means of the production of goods. So, meaning the government and the citizens are the ones who owns the means of the production of the country, such as money. So what you own is yours, you work for you to gain money and to survive each day. In governments, they are the one who will decide how the needs of the people will be distributed for them to be able to sustain the citizens, right? But the question is, how did it all start? According to my research and studies, the intellectual roots of socialism and how the ideology came to be known went back as far as the ancient Greek times, when the famous philosopher Plato depicted a type of collective society in his dialogue entitled Republic in 360 BC. Moving fast forward to 16th century England, Thomas More drew on Platonic ideals for his utopia, an imaginary island where money has been abolished and people live and work communally. The invention of the steam engine powered the Industrial Revolution in the late 18th century. And it first brought a sweeping economic and social change to Great Britain, then to the rest of the world. I remember that factory owners became rich during that period, while many workers live in growing poverty, working in difficult and often dangerous circumstances for long hours. Yes, absolutely true. So, as a reaction to the expanding capitalist system, socialism came to rise. An alternative was proposed aimed at improving the lot of the working class and establishing a more equitable society. 
Socialism is very different from capitalism, which is built on a free market system and private ownership, and its focus on public ownership of the means of production. But with all of these benefits and people getting the same equal amount of food and services, well, socialism is caring and sharing. Socialism also has its downfall, right? Which also ignores giving out incentives to people such as the private property rights, wherein it is disregarded and with the lack of incentives, it can hinder the country or the state from economic growth and development which could help them foster. You know, socialism is a tear inconsistent with human nature by failing to emphasize incentives and is therefore, well, it may be doomed to fail, which might be the reason why it fell, but as what I have said in the ideology of liberalism, most ideologies just became dormant. It doesn't really die because at some time way before, the ideology might suck, but as we go in the future, we might see the real benefits that it could give us, the people. Therefore, socialism has some good sides and bad sides too. So, let's talk about liberalism. Liberalism is like living in a democratic country where you have these rights, inalienable rights, wherein you can use it to fight for your rights as a human being and a citizen in a democratic country. From your side, guys, what is liberalism and its significance? Liberalism has this openness where it gives you rights such as your freedom of fair and free election, your freedom of speech, and the people to have respect in your religion. All of these are what liberalism advocates for, and you have your right as a human being and as a citizen. Can you tell us more on how it started? Well, liberalism came to politics in the medieval period or what others call the Middle Ages, or the Dark Ages, but anyway, yes, that is the time it started. But also, it is a time where a lot of people, namely the intellectuals and the philosophers like John Locke and Adam Smith, did not like the existing system of governance that were governed by the feudal lords and the monarchs. Oh well, hail king and queen. They see how the system worked and they almost puked their guts out. Joke. But anyway, going back to the topic. Yes, they hated how the system of government is working, so they decided to make a change. Hey, let's make a difference, then boom, it made a change. But most of it is a revolt. But before we go there, liberalism questioned the supremacy of religious institutes, like the church over the common people, like, what is your use, church? But liberalism made history because it inspired historical events such as the American Revolution, saying hello to Alexander Hamilton, but it feels like it does not relate. But anyway... It is another story. Let's stick with liberalism instead. Oh, and also it inspired the French Revolution fighting over money that the monarchs spent all of its money on rather what their country needs. So yeah, there's that. Now, as you all were wondering if liberalism has its ending, and yes, it did, but it made a mark in history and to the people. The end of the ideology, liberalism henceforth ended in the mid-1960s because of the theory that was created by famous thinkers Lipset, Aaron, and Daniel Bell, who was good in thinking, obviously, that's why they were called the famous thinkers. And that is why they were able to explain the death of revolutionary political theories. That in fact most of them would be in a dormant condition, 
they will stop temporarily and rise again. So basically, it might not be their ending. Going on, liberalism was celebrated during the 19th and 20th century. And yes, it also went dormant for a while to fill the gap that Lipset and Aaron, the political theorists who came up with the thesis of NF ideology. In the end, ideologies did really never die, but became dormant because at some part of history, liberalism or other ideologies wasn't yet their time to shine, until such time they came back and showed the benefit that it can give to people. So, liberalism rejects the idea of a collective ownership of resources and stands more on the side of equity or the free individual-oriented distribution of resources, which can also be termed as the soul of capitalism. Let's go to the continuation of the Industrial Revolution. As far as I know, there are four Industrial Revolutions throughout the history. These occurred respectively in the years 1760, 1870, 1970, and the last which was said to be happening currently. Moreover, some experts are already predicting one more revolution to happen in the future, the space revolution. Can you guys enlighten us about these ages of the Industrial Revolution? Similar to the Industrial Revolutions from the 18th and 19th centuries, both the 3rd and 4th were the continuation of the constant development of science and technology. The aforementioned 3rd Industrial Revolution was also dubbed as the Digital Revolution. Well, that was because of the new inventions like internet, automated machines, electronics, and many others. These inventions led to the creation of a worldwide connection between nations, or rather the people. It made communication easier, transportation was more efficient. In summary, the whole era was a great leap in human development. Meanwhile, the fourth industrial revolution today is believed to be only a further continuation of automation wherein artificial intelligence is believed to be one day the defining moment of this period. So far, we have managed to make almost perfect smartphones and TVs. Electric cars with built-in AI, virtual reality, video games are also prominent today. And so, it promises to further improve the quality of life of all humans around the world. Though, as all things, there will be also consequences that will merge from this new era. During this period of time, what are the significant information we must know? The Industrial Revolution was a point in time where traditional waste and total manpower were replaced by machines and technological advanced mass production. This period started in 18th century Britain and has influenced the globe. It changed the culture, technology, and economy. During this period, metal and iron were the foremost materials used and new types of energy have been used like fuel, coal, electrical energy, steam locomotives, petroleum, and the like. Multiple machines have also emerged like the new common steam engine which was used to remove water from coal mines, the spinning jenny that weave wool or cotton, telegraphs, airplanes, radios, vehicles, and so on. So what are the general trends that have affected our way of life which has also led us to create more innovative inventions that we have now? In terms of politics, the trends of the Industrial Revolution have led to urbanization, which has developed places to be more modern. Since industrial machines were starting to slowly replace manpower, labor unions have also emerged, 
where workers will protest because of being laid off or other reasons. Women have also become a part of the industry and begun working too. They fought for their rights to vote and fought for the inequality that they were underpaid and men are compensated more. Economically speaking, the Industrial Revolution has made progression with production time because of machines that were being used by factories. Though it was good that production is better, jobs were also becoming harder to find due to these machines replacing manpower. Trading has also developed because of these inventions. Talking about social structures, I have stated that women have also become more powerful when they started to work instead of staying at home. They became empowered and also fought for their rights when it comes to suffrage and workers' compensation. Banks have also expanded, which in turn allowed for credit to be more accessible. But this expansion has caused credit to be too much used and banks have loose ventures. These events have made the U.S. economy fall in 1819 and have initiated the depression that was experienced for six years. In terms of theory application, what theory do you think that suits the Industrial Revolution well? Well, the cyclical theory, which is used to further expand the understanding of the Industrial Revolution, as well because of the development in time that went through with this period in time. And during the early stages of the Industrial Revolution, the usage of inventions like steam engines and manufacturing machines started and sparked mass production of goods. Materials like metals and different forms of energy were used too. The Industrial Revolution was united in Britain, since it started there too. Due to the technological advancement that this revolution has made, the start of the Industrial Revolution in Britain has made other countries with booming economies grow and adapt to these innovations. The expansion stopped in the early 20th century because of the newfound sources of energy and materials. It is also seen that the Industrial Revolution was starting to be unsustainable and so, people needed to find alternative and more ecological solutions to these works. It declined because different countries were also looking for their own ways to be innovative and as stated before, more sustainable ways were sought after because of the environmental impacts that the Industrial Revolution may create. To conclude, the Industrial Revolution is a point in time that has forever changed innovation and the blossom of the economy. It has played a vital role in how we continue to develop technologically and as a world. It became an open door to how people have created inventions before and the unending improvement they can go through. With these wonderful breakthroughs, it has also made way for negative implications with the environment because of the unsustainability of the sources of energy. Revolutions will always come and go in the world, but it is also up to us to decide with the effects it may hold us accountable for. Today has been a very informational talk which is very relevant in today's time. Thanks to our beloved guests for enlightening us regarding the history of the Industrial Revolution and its significance in the modern and futuristic world. You are listening to the History Chit Chat Podcast. Don't forget to come and join us in next week's podcast. Stay tuned!